Working can be such a drag, but it's a necessary evil. What better way to combat the woes of the working world than to commiserate with your fellow man? I'm Jay. And I'm Kay. And we're the hosts of Fuck My Work Life, a comedy podcast where we share people's stories from the workplace. Whether they're funny, weird, scary, or just plain messed up, they're always entertaining and may leave you thinking you don't have it so bad after all. Available on all major podcast platforms. Give us a listen. Your sanity may just depend on it. Greetings, dear listeners. This is Tilsa Mullally, creator of the Lost Signal podcast. As of today, the Lost Signal podcast is now on Patreon. If you are able, we would love for you to support us for as little as one cup of coffee a month. Thank you. Now, enjoy tonight's episode of the Lost Signal. Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Turn your dial to the edge of the radio static. There you will find the lost signal. Tonight, dear listeners, we bring you a tale of a mysterious stranger in Tilson Mullally's Hero Madams Wasn't From Here, starring Emily Howell and Tilson Mullally. November 15th, 1882. Dear Diary, It is hardly the middle of November, and yet winter has already arrived in the territories. It comes so much faster in these mountains. The peaks themselves have been capped with snow for two weeks, and the wind in the morning can only be described as bladed and sharp. The autumn season is not welcome in the Pacific Northwest, it seems. In all the letters that my uncle wrote to us, he never said how quickly the cold comes on. Of course, I suppose I never did tell you that I am not the first simple to come west, have I, Diary? How rude of me to assume you would know. Still, Uncle Lester is a famous lawman. Perhaps my assumption is forgivable. He visited the other night. It was lovely, as I hadn't seen him since I were a little girl. We talked long into the night, laughing and reminiscing about father and the times the brothers had had in their youth. During that conversation, I learned something. Uncle Les is a first-rate storyteller. He could keep an entire camp of rowdy soldiers busy with his tales, and so I figured that he would have no trouble keeping my readership entertained, and I told him as much. He eagerly agreed and quickly launched into one of the stranger tales I've ever heard. He swears that what follows is entirely true, though he said so with a glimmer in his eye.
all the years I've spent as sheriff in this grand open country, I've seen many things. Some beautiful, many heinous. The tragic death of Hiram Adams when I was sheriff of Fern, though, was by far the strangest. Not the death itself, that was pretty common. No, it was what happened after. That early afternoon was a stifling one. A summer day that seemed to almost shrivel the grass and turn the air in your lungs to dust. Yeah, it's open. Oh, doctor. How you doing now? Lester? Hope I'm not interrupting much. <laughs> day like today is a bit too hot for much of anything. What can I do you for? Well, it's not really for me. It's it's about Eliza Adams. Hiram's wife? Hiram's widow. Hiram's dead? Yes, sir, this morning. Eliza sent the farmhand for me. Crashed by a tiller. Work in his field. Oh, son of a bitch. Was he drunk? It's not polite to speak ill of the deceased, Les. Uh-huh. How's Liza taking it? Oh, she's fairly shocked. Wouldn't say much, frail little thing. Gave her something for her nerves, but... Before I left, she asked me to call on you. Me? Why? She thinks somebody pushed him off the horse? Don't know why, but I told her I'd relay the message. Well, thanks, Doc. I'll uh, head on out there right now. Billy? Afternoon? Afternoon, Sheriff. You here to see Mrs. Adams? Yeah, I heard she called for me. She did. Terrible shame what happened this morning. How is she? Not sure. She's hardly uttered a word since the undertaker came for him. Oh, poor gal. Is she inside? Mm-hmm. In the kitchen. I'll take your horse for you if you want to head in. Much obliged, Billy. Liza? Liza, it's Sheriff Semple. You here? In the kitchen, Liz. Hey, Liza. Howdy, Liz. What's new? Not a lot. How you doing? <laughs> I'm managing. Hiram would want me to be strong. He was a good man, Liza. Yes, he was. I, I don't know what I'm going to do now. I mean, you've got Billy out there. He's just a boy. He can't run this farm by himself. Thought about writing any of uh, Hiram's kin? Sure. Except I've never met any of them. Don't even know where they live. Come on now, Ellie. There's got to be someone. A brother or cousin? I never met a brother, a sister, anything. Never even seen so much as a letter. I don't even know where he came from, Les. 
Come to think of it, now that Eliza had brought the subject up, I didn't know where Hiram Adams had come from either. Showed up in Fern the year after I became a lawman, bought his farm on the edge of town, and set to building his life. Quiet and respectable, nobody had a reason to bother him too much about his past. Hiram was a private man. But I was his wife, Lester. Now he's left me all alone. Eliza. <laughs> I'm sorry, Liz. I didn't call you out here to cry on your shoulder. Why did you send for me? I've got to show you something. It was Hiram's. I, I, I don't know what it is. What do you mean? She stood up and walked into the other room. I thought to follow, but she was back pretty quick. Like she'd had it waiting for me. What it was, well... I found this in Hiram's things. This morning? Yes, I... I wasn't sure what to do with myself after what happened. I needed something to do with my hands, so I started cleaning the house. Just to keep my mind busy, you know? Yeah, that's understandable. And I was dusting the cubby in the pantry, and it, it fell down. What is it? I don't know. You've been a few places. I was hoping you might. It looks like it's made out of some kind of metal. Feels like it, too, but... Hold it. It's got no weight to it. Exactly. What she handed me was light as a feather and cool to the touch. Body seemed to be metal, but the face was glassy and it gleamed in the sunlight lancing through the window. As I held it in my hand, I found myself fascinated by it. I ain't never seen anything like this before, Liza. Neither have I. You, you have any idea why Hiram would have this? No. Did hear him serve? Maybe it's some kind of, I don't know, Indian charm he got in the wars? I don't know if he served, Lester. This morning I realized I don't really know anything about my husband before our time together. You've known him longer than me. I thought maybe you'd have an idea what it is. I, I don't, Liza. I'm sorry. I... I confess, Hiram never really mentioned where he came from before he showed up in Fern. I didn't think so. I'm sorry, Lester. I don't don't apologize, Liza. It's all right. I'll be all right. I'll I'll make sure of it. Okay. Do you think? Do you think you could take it with you? I don't know why, but I don't want it in the house. Sure, sure, Liza. I'll, I'll take it with me. Now, to use a ten-cent word, I was more than a little perplexed about whatever this thing was that Eliza had found in Hiram's belongings. And what she'd said, how she'd never really knew Hiram, that weighed on me. As much as I recollected, I couldn't remember a single time Hiram had mentioned anything outside of his life in Fern. Nothing about family, childhood, anything. Why? The heat of the day slowed everyone down and unfortunately gave me ample time to ponder this. Before I knew it, midnight had rolled around. Back then, Fern was tiny, even tinier than it is now. There wasn't much money to be made by a sheriff in those days. 
He did it for the love of the job and the people. The jail had three cells, and I used one as a makeshift bedroom. I was just putting out the lantern to get some rest when there was a sudden knock at the door. Christ, if there's a brawl at the saloon at this hour. Hello. Are you Sheriff Lester Semple? I am. And you are? It's a pleasure to meet another lawman, sir. I'm from the East. And I was hoping I could ask you some questions about one of your locals, Hiram Adams. Hiram Adams was killed this morning. Yes. I heard. Very tragic. We went and we spoke with his wife earlier. But I was hoping to pick your brain concerning Mr. Adams, Sheriff. I don't know. It's awful late. Rest assured. This will only take a minute. The man spoke in a strange way. Each word enunciated. The clothes he was wearing were definitely that of an upper crust type, all black and sleek. Despite the late hour, his eyes were obscured by dark spectacles. It wasn't a fashion I was familiar with, but things moved faster back east, and I figured it was a style I was not yet privy to. Still, I... Wasn't sure if I liked this man. You say you were a lawman? Yes, sir. My badge. Huh. Federal, hmm? You're a long way from home. Farther than you realize. May I come in, then? All right, come on. Much obliged. Thank you. Have a seat. Thank you. You want some coffee? I can make some. I'm all right. Thank you. I hope you'll excuse the late hour of my calling. It is rather urgent, I'm afraid. That's all right. What can I do for you, Mr... Erp. <laughs> like Wyatt? No relation, I assure you. Fair enough. Lester Semple. What seems to be the problem, Mr. Earp? The man produced a notepad and pencil from his jacket pocket, flipped to a clean page, and addressed me. To the best of your knowledge, Sheriff Semple, how long has Hiram Adams resided here in Fern? Well, I'd say about eight years or so. Showed up not too long after I did. Excellent. And in those eight years, has anyone unfamiliar to Fern come to call on Hiram? Not to my knowledge, no. You're sure about that? I mean, fairly. I, I try not to pry into other people's business, but it is a small town, so... Of course. Secondly, to your knowledge, did Hiram Adams ever divulge to you where he came from? No. What about his wife? Funnily enough, she mentioned just today that she didn't know where she could find his next of kin. You're absolutely certain? Yes, I'm sure. L listen, what is this all about, anyway? 
Is there anybody in town that he may have divulged personal information to? Hiram Adams was a private man, Mr. Earp. He was part of our community. That's all we know or care to know. I'd appreciate you not implying otherwise. Of course, Sheriff. My apologies. We have been looking for Hiram Adams for a long time. We never imagined that when we found him he would be dead. These questions are uncomfortable, but I assure you they are necessary. Was Hiram in trouble? Hiram Adams abandoned an important post several years ago. I am simply trying to ascertain why. Now, I have it on good authority, Sheriff, that you came into possession of something today that once belonged to Hiram Adams. A little metal doodad? Yes, that one. May I see it, please? Sure. It's in the desk here. May I? Sure. The man picked up whatever the thing was and held it close to his face. He seemed intrigued by it as he turned it over in his hands. It appears that it has been dead a long time. What does that mean? Hmm? Nothing. He took from his pocket what looked like to be a small box, made from the same material as Hiram's device and with a wire hanging from it. He took the wire and attached it to the device. What's that thing? Something that will help me determine how this managed to escape us. You're a bit vague, aren't you? That's part of my job. So, you say you're a lawman. Was Hiram one as well? Yes, he was. Where at exactly? <laughs> That's not very important, Sheriff Semple. Back east? Hiram Adams was not from here, Sheriff. I've come to return him. He's set to be buried tomorrow. That cannot proceed, I'm afraid. I've already taken possession of the body. You can't do that. This was this man's home. Uh, Eliza! Eliza Adams has been questioned and has graciously given us her blessing to transport Hiram back to where he belongs. In return, she has been duly compensated. This is ridiculous. But necessary, I'm afraid. I appreciate your time, Sheriff, but I really must be going now. What does that device do? Things you would not understand, Sheriff. Now, if you'll excuse me, I must be going. Fine, but you can leave that here. I cannot. I've traveled a great amount of time to retrieve this device. It does not belong here. Neither did Hiram Adams. Good evening. Now you hold on just one second, Mr. Earp. This is my town, and Hiram Adams was a part of it for nearly a decade. I am entitled to some answers here. What the hell is that thing? Something you couldn't possibly fathom that showed up in records it didn't belong in, Mr. Simple. It's created quite a mess, and I've been sent to rectify it. Kind of malarkey are you spinning? Was Hiram mixed up in something? Sheriff, I work for the United States government. I was tasked to retrieve this device 
and now that I have, I must return. I trust, as a fellow lawman, we can count on your discretion. I stared at the strange-looking man. He wasn't from the East. I was sure of that. But I wasn't really sure of where he was from at all now. Was Hiram a government agent as well? Mr. Semple. You want me to be quiet about this, you're going to answer my questions, Mr. Erb. Was Hiram working for the United States government? Yes, at one time. And that device? I suppose you could compare it to a telegraph. It functions the same for communication. Come on, you think I was born yesterday? You need wires and lines for a telegraph. Sure. You do. Good night, Mr. Simple. Now you just wait a second here. What the hell? What is this? As I rounded the desk, the man produced a thin steel rod from his jacket and pointed it at me. The air sizzled with blue electricity and all of a sudden I couldn't move a muscle. Relax, Sheriff. You will not be hurt. It's a simple defense measure. Who the hell are you? I told you. An agent of the United States government. Here to retrieve a communication device that does not belong here. But- Ah. So it still does hold a charge. He took the device from his pocket. Still attached to the box he'd attached it to. It was different now. The entire glassy face of it was alive with light and dancing images. Though I was frozen, I could see the time stamp neatly at the top, and a series of other numbers filled the device's body. What the hell? What the hell indeed, Mr. Semple. Good evening. Wait! You should be able to move again in a few minutes. Don't fret. Where was Hiram Adams from? Please, for Eliza, his family. They need to know about this. His family has been notified, Sheriff. As for his wife, she has already been taken care of, as I told you. She will want for nothing for the rest of her life. Please, just do your best to forget about this, won't you? Nobody will believe a word anyway. For the final time, good night. Uncle Lester insists to me that this is true, though as for where the strange man had come from, he couldn't begin to guess. Perhaps once this is printed, someone may have an answer. Perhaps we could put out a call for other stories concerning these strange, black-clothed men. Who knows what some people may have seen? Emily Elaine Semple, 1882. Returning now to the edges of your radio static, this has been 
the lost signal. Thank you for tuning in tonight, dear listeners. Please, wherever you're listening, whether it be on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or any other platform, please leave us a review. And do not be afraid to share the static with your friends. Until next time, dear listeners, good night.